post-apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. And once again, John's back with us after another little extended I'm, uh, vacay. I'm back. Yes, European jaunt around the uh, around the globe. Again, it's amazing. It's time. It was just a little bit of London, but uh, Rome and the south of France. I mean, I just just saying it. It sounds like nice, it's, though. It does. It's like, ah, uh, the south of France. I mean, that one place in the world sort of growing up the south of france it always seems like a place that you can't go and it's yeah. only for the rich but it's not it was amazing it's like all those uh like james bonds oh we're going to monte carlo it's like ooh, that's where rich people and spies yeah. go exactly so you, <laughs> you go there and i was like looking for spies no spies <laughs> no spies no james bond <laughs> no james <laughs> i was looking for him yeah. but didn't see him it's just amazing french riviera i mean just saying that wow um amazing the weather, I mean, everything. I mean, it was hot, but it was like you get cooled off in the, uh, you know, take a dip in the French Riviera. It's, Which doesn't even okay. sound like a real thing. I know. It's <laughs> like every time when you're there, you're like, this is amazing. Are we legally allowed to take a dip in the French Riviera? I know. <laughs> it's like, is this, am I really here? And then Rome is such a historic, beautiful city. I just... You know, I know Rome is in the news with Americans for the for the wrong reasons, right. but I was there before any of that happened. You know, I felt welcome there, uh, just sort of walking on the streets, just seeing ruins, Colosseum, the Forum. It's just amazing. You just walk around and just jump into like these little churches that have these like uh, amazing artwork wow. that you've never seen. Just so ornate. Just like think of the most ornate thing you've ever seen and just you know yeah. multiply that by a hundred and it's 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 crazy and then you think about like it's older than america yeah okay. right it's like america wasn't even a thought yeah. you know it's so sort of awesome and overwhelming and you know just to see also there's some modern things that sort of exist within the ruins as well so it's just like and then the people are there so it's just people sort of walking around places that have been around for thousands of years it's wow. just, it's it's crazy. I mean, that they've maintained those things and have preserved those things as opposed to other cities around the world. It's really, really amazing. I would highly recommend <laughs> both. I yeah. mean, I'm sort of interested. Like I said, the people are really welcoming. I just, my own, with what's going on in the news right now, those kids, young men uh, in Rome, like, what's the um, the feeling towards Americans now? I don't know. Yeah. But at least when I was there, it was uh, it was cool. It's just sort of like the flip side, like going to Paris after the Notre Dame oh, thing right. yeah, got, yeah. you know, was burning. Just not by just, Americans, though. Not, by not by Americans. <laughs> just uh, the beef yeah, yeah, exactly. was not had nothing to do with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. It's amazing. Can't wait to go somewhere else. Go right. back. So, you know, just taking a break from the pod to just nothing. go around the world. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. I forced John to, uh, by force, I asked him to watch a Amazon streaming original. It's not an original. It's just where they go. Um, <laughs> a, one of our favorites, Mark Planera, which I still don't know if that is the correct way of saying it. I don't, I, you know, I, who knows? It is um, Deadly Playthings. Deadly Playthings. And it's, um, you know, I mean, the title, yeah. It's it's an yeah. It, the, it's he's going with that doll, that uh, Annabelle sort of. Sure, but it's also not Annabelle. There's been movies from basically the 30s well, on course. about possessed dolls, so right. there's nothing reinventing. But it, once again, 
I asked John to watch because I watched it the other day because it was streaming and we like Mark Panera. We don't share an office anymore, so we can't watch these. That's the. Uh, the... I, I was ho- while watching it, I was ho- wishing that we were in the office, sort of commenting on it because it's like, ah, oh, this would make this job so much easier. <laughs> and by job, I mean by watching it. So Deadly Playthings it takes place in, um, I'm guessing Pennsylvania because that's where mm-hmm. he's from. <laughs> we open up. It's a a little girl with a doll, and. She sees dead people. That's spirits. spirits. Yeah. So she then, the parents are worried about this little girl. And I think the therapist tells her to tell the spirits to go into her doll. Not sure why. And they, they uh, so she stares them in the eye or, or what was it? She held the doll up and told them to go into it. So this is. This is the opening. This is the, oh, the opening. The, yeah, okay. yeah, the opening. I don't know. The opening was really confusing. Uh, so sure, because right. of the way it ended, that makes sense. Right. So she told the spirits to go into her doll, and then, and it was. Um, it said 1999, I think, on the screen. Right. 1998, and then we went to 2018. Right. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Okay, because. I was sort of, I sort of, sort of had it in the background. So mm-hmm. I watched the, I guess the last number uh, in the date go okay. off the screen in the second one. So it, I assumed it was from 1998 to 1999, and I was like, one year that this, this oh, happened. Okay. okay, so 2018. That makes that but makes then, a lot of sense because of I, I had questions that were actually answered. Then we cut to the current time at the house, which is for sale. And then we see a girl who's only about maybe six years older than the girl we saw before. And I went, wait, it's been 20 years. But then, you know, we explain that this house has been vacant, but everything's still in it. And they're trying to sell the house to this family. Um, and mm. then that family buys the house. Yeah. Right? right? I mean, that's how uh, I'm trying to remember. Once again, I saw it four days ago. Well, I mean, I saw it like <laughs> this last night, this morning. Yeah, that's that's how it happened. Um, this house went was on the market for a while, and um, but that's the thing we never explained that. That's but, but the, the family, only thing I'm a yeah, the bummed. family or whatever, just left. Yeah, and they were like, "Why did they leave?" We don't know, but all we know is everything's fine, and you get to keep everything but, in the house. But it's cheap, and you'll yeah. never you never get a house like this this cheap. So right. just buy it. You know, nothing's really explained. And they're like, okay. But it also then, spoilers, I guess um, we should say. <laughs> later on, oh, we'll jump around a little bit. So later on, we see, we go, we meet the young girl grown up. And she talks about the doll. Yeah. So then it's implied that they, she had moved out. Because the way it, it the the way it alludes, how about that? We cut to them moving in that we assume that that's the same family that left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we we assume that, but... When we see the little girl, uh, little girl grown up, she never said, "Oh, we just left the house." It's almost implied that she had moved a while back, and this was maybe a second owner. Yeah, that's, so I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that, and I thought I don't know for some reason I thought that that the new little girl was the same little girl. From, I did too, and I was like, "Did she's in the wheelchair?" The wheelchair, and I was like, "Wait, how did that? Did I miss something?" So I went back. Yeah, and I was like, "No, but." Did the spirits do something or I think that's why I guess yeah, you had to see the time. Because if not, yeah. you would assumed, okay, now she's grown up and something happened. Yeah. But it is a whole different thing. But let's talk about 
the things that we got frustrated when we watch a Mark Planera film. Once again, I love Mark Planera. I don't have never met him. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that he makes these movies all the time. But he did things that we usually get irritated about in the other one. Things like throwaway lines. Just tell us things. Like just even if it's one line. Because he even said, so you see the little girl in the wheelchair. And then he does say, how are we going to retrofit this thing for the wheelchair? Genius. I want someone to say that because then when she's upstairs, you just assume she was carried upstairs right. because they're they're aware that she can't get around. Whereas in some of the other films, sometimes he doesn't have a line like that. I noticed this one actually had, uh, maybe he's a big fan and he listens to our pod. Um, <laughs> there are always those few things where it's like, if he just threw away one line, it would solve this weird glaring issue. Right. But I've noticed in Deadly Playthings, he did that once or twice. See? He's, he's, he's becoming a better... A better filmmaker. Uh, it's just like you throw away a line that kind of solves problems. Although there was that weird thing of this family left, they bought the house, and it was like, great, you got to keep everything in it. And then they literally just took sheets off everything and kept it. Yeah. It's like, you're going to keep all this stuff <laughs> without questioning it? I, and I get it, too. I found out, like, um, there was an article with him, and his budgets are ten grand. He spends ten grand on these films. Gets them on Amazon. It didn't say what return is because I'd really love to find all yeah, that information that's all out. I know. So he's using either his house or someone he knows his house. And obviously, you can't empty everything out for a, an empty house. He could have probably did one room, but you know, we'll leave that as is. Yeah, I get it. If there was a piano, it's like, look, guys, we can't move the piano out. So they move everything out and go, look, it comes with a piano. That's a good way to just explain the fact that they didn't want to move everything out of the house. Yeah, you know, and that was also a good. Once again, that's another. If we were watching this and it's like, this house is for sale, the first thing you'd be like, it looks like someone already lives here. But by them also adding that line, oh, the family had to move, but you get to keep everything in here. All right. Because normally if they didn't explain that, that would have been weird. Once again, another good line. You just add that line. You get to keep everything. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I was excited that Titus Himmelberger was in it. I liked him in a few of the other ones. He's the one with the beard. Mm -hmm. That prominent, that, prominent that, 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 beard. That's, that's a commitment. That was the best beard ever. But it made me wish... Nothing against Titus. I, I liked him in a few of the other things we've seen him in. I don't think he was the strong enough lead for this. I agree. I would have liked um, uh, Crooked Hat Guy. Uh, who's Kirkendall? In, no, not Kirkendall. No, not Kirkendall. What was uh, that? Uh, uh, James Car uh, Carlos. I don't know. I'm going to say... He's the one they... Yeah, I know, he, I know who you're talking about. He ran about. into Jeff Kirkendall yeah, on the street. On the street, yeah, yeah. And then he went into the house and then died, which was um, explain the doll. I think James would have been a better husband because I think he has the chops to do it. And I love Kirkendall. I wish he was in it more, but I don't know what else you would have done. I don't know if I would have put him as the husband, but I think... Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Crooked Hat Guy... And he, the reason why I call him Crooked Hat Guy, uh, Sharkenstein uh which we which turned us on actually was the movie well shark exorcist was the movie that turned us on to mark planera right uh because shark and scene came up we watched it and we're like who's this guy wow he's got 30 other movies and that's how it sort of came about but in shark and Steen, james wore his hat slightly askewed so mm -hmm. every time we saw him in a mark planera it's like oh there's crooked hat guy <laughs> don't know why he's it all just, forever will be crooked, crooked hat, hat guy. guy yeah i agree with that i think that uh you know i you know his for lack of a better term, troop of actors, mm -hmm. um, you know, are not strong, but you know, within that troop, there are stronger, yeah, sort of actors. And I would agree with having um, James in yeah. that that sort of lead role. Yeah, Titus Titus was 
you know, blah. You know, yeah. it was just like everyone was sort of like just reciting the lines, yeah. but he was just you know the whole thing with the the background with the drinking problem right. and just sort of his um sort of indifference to literally everything yeah. was i mean i know it's mark but it's like it's still it could have with been your stronger. troop you could have moved yeah. people around exactly. and had like a better performance exactly. um because it was it's the dominant performance in the, yeah. in the in the uh dominant character in the movie so yeah, you just you need to go with your strongest. Even if it ended up being Kirkendall, who I think could have done it, I think he's the the strongest. If I were to rate them, it'd be Kirkendall, Crooked Hat, and then maybe Himmelberger of those people. Yeah. But then, okay, so then I thought the girl in the wheelchair was was good. She did pretty good of not moving around in not, the wheelchair, not moving around, not doing anything. Right. But like, it seemed like she was just existed to have the doll and just stare and not do anything else yeah there wasn't a lot for her to do for a role that should have had her doing a lot yeah um i also like to how dark it got out of nowhere it's like she's in the wheelchair because of your drinking it's like holy (laughs) shit (laughs) back with the accident and it's like oh the pool accident yeah it's like okay yeah that was uh that was dark and then there was a i guess i thought the rain in the beginning i thought the rain was better like the rain effect. Yes. The rain effect. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, apparently there was a flood mm-hmm. and uh, everything washed away in the flood, but the doll. Um, I don't even remember that. Yeah. So they're like, because even Mark, who's in the film, yeah. he's like, he talks about the flood, you know? Right. And I was like, the flood. And I was like, oh, right. The torrential rain in the Oh, beginning. that was uh, when they were in his office, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that sort of why i guess they fled or something i don't know how i missed that for some reason yeah it it demands a rewatch everyone (laughs) um so then she gets the doll they find the doll in the basement but somehow don't see the dead crooked hat guy but i mean whatever um (laughs) so she gets the doll and then the doll starts acting up again i thought the doll design was actually pretty good doll was creepy uh, doll was very creepy and they didn't try to they didn't overthink the doll. Like they didn't try to make it move. They didn't. They didn't change the expressions much, which was good. I thought they just kept it pretty. Made the doll creepier by not overselling you on the creepiness of the doll, because that that's sometimes the downside. You know, they then just keep changing the doll, and you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah, the doll's possessed or whatever. And I actually thought the girl who I don't remember was the um, the grown up young girl from the opening. I thought she was really strong. The, the therapist. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I, I think she was ready she yeah. went to the set every day ready to do something more but right. you know she's basically was there you know it was just was it a coincidence that they just went to this therapist and she happened to be the girl who i thought they knew she was the one that okay. lived in the house as a young girl okay. i'm guessing um i mean that would make sense but i guess that sort of conversation in the office about the therapist about you know knowing do you need a good therapist mark was asking the husband that and then we go to the therapist's office oh maybe you're right maybe it was I, just a i just thought it was a coincidence but but it would again another line yeah i thought it would make sense if yeah. like well this this therapist happens to have how he knew that i don't know but this therapist happened to have you know been living in the house before yeah. as a young girl that yeah. if they knew that and went to her and then because she she's like let me see that doll oh i 
had this doll when I was a little girl yeah. and this and that, and I could see spirits and this. And I was like, wait a minute, she's going into that it's a personal story it's not like a therapist like tell me something about it. it's yeah. like oh doll i know exactly what this doll is i was a little girl let's go kill some spirits yeah let's um, go murdering yeah it's like oh okay i guess what 15 minutes left you have to sort of like get, get to it the design of that spirit in the end was a little weird oh is that the the the, the black face the black the, the, the what, red what, and then the beard yeah but then the beard and the it was weird i thought it it, it was good for what it was no no yeah but it was, it was just like there's no eight mask where? but uh, <laughs> uh there it, was there was like what was that mask that made an appearance here it just was sort of like seemed like some sort of steampunk thing where a guy was like on the street and so when they were quote-unquote driving uh <laughs> I get it. Uh, Driving's hard, and I get it. it, it not really. But you though. live in a small town. <laughs> Just exactly. you can the, mount the camera on the. Car. I like now. Now what he's doing is sidebar. Now what he's doing is he's putting frost on the windows so that we can't see out the windows, which I can still see the silhouette of things outside not, not moving. moving. Yeah, genius but, though. But genius. However, it's like, wait a minute, if there's, I don't know how there's frost, because it's not, you know, I mean, it's Pennsylvania, it could be cold, Yeah. Um, but mm, I don't know. There's frost on the windows, but if there's that much frost in the windows, what I can't see outside, why isn't there frost in the windshield, and then how is he going to see it out of yeah. the car? So it's just like, I mean, I'm thinking overthinking too much. No, but I get it, though. It, it, that was the thing, I think, in... Oh, they all just sort of blur together. There was the one where they were driving and we thought it was genius because they blew out the windows with like light, yeah. which was like, that's really smart. But then he had the mirrored glasses on and then you could see the crew. And it was like, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, and I get it. It's easier if you're just sitting in the driveway shooting a scene quickly. You're not, yeah. you're not putting anyone in danger and no one has to act and drive at the same time and you're not going to get a process car with your 10 grand or whatever and i think it, i think it, but i thought it worked like it worked like i i went there yeah to, so i it, it wasn't that, that big of a problem no uh more so the other ones where it was just like clear like yeah. outside like we could see that they're not moving so it worked because if thought. you if you want to see a good example of how it worked i mean there's a lot of movies on how well the only reason why is because uh i was just thinking of um in um what is it uh, the orson welles other side of the wind there's that whole sequence of them in the car within the movie in the movie and it's raining and once again it's like i know they probably weren't driving or on a process trailer but i did think they were driving then you find out no that was just on a stage they just sort of rocked the car and just had light buys almost basically just flashlights but they had so much rain that you couldn't it was yeah. by rain and wind to mm-hmm. push the water honestly i would have never guessed i thought it was so well done where it's like they're driving or on a process trailer, look like they're driving. So you, it can be done of just sitting there. Right. Yeah, I think you just need to do some light buys or something. No, totally. I mean, it, it, it doesn't take, actually it doesn't take much to do it um, with, a, with a little bit of money. Yeah. I know he doesn't have, you know, the yeah. money to do process trailer and all that, but. If you live in a small town, you know, you just I, drive around. I do think that I could go with it. Yeah. And if he if he does it like this again, like mm-hmm. I can go with it. Oh, the blowing out the windows or adding frost definitely helps. Yeah. As opposed to even trying to do some sort of uh, weird uh, comp 
don't do like a comp no, no. Uh, driving play because then then you get into weird perspectives Those are and then, always yeah and that even professional ones aren't that good right exactly um, exactly unless you're marvel level and they're dumping a million dollars into one driving sequence yeah that's going to look really good yeah but there's current movies now it's like perspective seems weird unless you see them park and get out of the car then it's just like oh that's just my mind playing tricks on me right but it that's the hardest thing i think that's probably the hardest thing that in uncanny valley are about the hardest things to accomplish although i think we're almost there with uncanny valley although i feel like we should be farther along with uh driving than real actors who are not there anymore. yeah i mean it, if you bring an right. actor back from the dead and i believe it but yet I can't believe that you're driving a car. I think we need to be focusing on both <laughs> things right now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, every time we, we do these uh, these comp, you know, these driving comps, it's like, you know, yeah, we have these angles and nine angles from the cars. And it's like, it's just still like the perspective and stuff. It still doesn't work. I just think that the shooting is not optimized. I just think that, you know, when these things are shot, these plates, when they're shot, yeah. they're just not optimized. And I know that, me saying that every sort of production shoots the stuff from a car yeah. very differently yeah, and needs very different things. So it's hard to like shoot one thing, one size fits all. Yeah. Um, so I get that, you know, especially if it's not from the same car and it's, you know, it's like how high up are you, how low, you know, that kind of thing. But then you, it's so weird because then you almost overspend because uh, on one of the shows I was doing, they borrowed the VFX house, borrowed the car we used mounted cameras from every angle out to get the right basically that whole thing of we used the right lenses we did it and the driving looked still i mean the driving actually looked really good but it was short mm. but then it's like i feel like now we're spending so much time on the other end and i get it, it getting a process trailer and shooting on a show takes time and then you have to block off street everything costs money so it is cheaper to go here's the car go mount some cameras and go spend 40 grand so we can have one good plate of this driving scene that cost us, you know, probably $100,000 that day to shoot. Right. It's such a weird, like, where do you want to take the money from? Do you want to just real drive, which takes longer, or have them sit on the green screen while they rock the car, you know? Yeah. Because the driving plate shot's going to cost you three to four K. Yeah. You know, it's going to cost you a couple grand for the plates and then for the actual work to comp it in. You know, maybe another couple grand, as opposed to like you said, forty grand or wh however much it takes. You and know, it's like, no, oh. no TV producer is going to be like, oh yeah, no. we'll do that. No, yeah, we did um, on uh, whatever some show. We did rear projection, mm -hmm. and actually, it was weird to go old school. Mostly, it was some sort of dusk driving. It was, and we did a straight shot, so we weren't like doing a thousand angles. And to be on set while they're doing rear projection was crazy. Because I was like, this is sure. like the yeah. 20s. It's not. But, you know, it's like yeah. to see it and going, there's no way this looks good. And you look at the monitor going, why does this look good? Why is this working? And it was also they weren't trying to do traffic and driving. Right, like, right. You watch the movies from the 60s and they're just jarring the wheel back and forth. <laughs> and you're like, but nothing's moving. What right. are you guys doing? And then even then they didn't position the screen right. So, like, things are much higher or lower. But mm -hmm. it's still... it. It ultimately is just like they're driving. But I was surprised that rear projection still works. Yeah. At no, it does. That well. No, absolutely. I mean, in the stuff, even the rear projection in the shows and the movies that are 
sort of supposed to be rear projection. Yeah. I mean, those work. Let's say in Mad Men, it's always rear projection. It's always that sort of, um, or if it's comp, it's, it's supposed to made to look like rear projection because in the movies of the time, you right. know, that's what it was. After a while, you know, if the scene in the car is good, that's really not going to either most people won't even notice or it's really not going to bother you. It's not right. going to take you out if there's real good drama in the um right. or comedy or whatever it is in the uh, in the car. Yeah. Um and I think that's what it was. We were in a like a 1989 Porsche, so the rear window already had a small field of view. So then when you put the camera in front of them talking and you only just see a glimpse of some trees just slowly rolling in the back, it worked fine. Because like you said, you weren't paying attention to that, and it put it so far out of your way without trying to be, look, we're driving. Yeah. And it's like, well, calm down. So yeah, that's the thing. Him frosting the windows or blowing them out, that's genius. You know, it's, no, it's it, great. It's, it, was, it gives you one extra step of production value. And I think it was, it seemed like it, and I don't know, but it seemed like it was a response to a note or to yeah. some some sort of comments where people are like <laughs> i can tell you're not driving yeah you know and because that's definitely something he did that's the car didn't come that way so yeah. that's something he it's a choice right so um so i thought okay yeah. you know i i appreciate that you listening to notes yeah maybe not ours but you're listening to notes. <laughs> exactly. um but then uh so at the end everything works out of course they kill the demons in the uh Otherworld, maybe? Uh, yeah. Or does it? Because then the last shot is her, uh, the therapist, well, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. Everyone. Um, the therapist saying, I, I know where to take it to where it's not a vessel. Yeah. And it's like, well, how, do, how do you know? How do, how do you know that? You were a kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how do you know that? Um, but I guess she doesn't because then um, the demon comes back. Or like right. the, the. Oh, the, right. the I don't know, the Cuddy yeah. guy comes back and... Corey Feldman, because he's <laughs> in a hoodie. <laughs> loves, loves to wear the hoodie. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, and so I guess it opens it up for it. Well, yeah. That, Deadly play things too. Which, like a series of... The you, cinematic about universe. universe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what I, I, what I expected from the movie, which I actually kind of liked that I didn't get... I thought the doll was just going to go on a killing rampage because that's what these movies do. Yeah. So when it ended up just being not that, I was like, all right. I mean, I would have felt that way with anyone who would have made this movie. Right. Like, because you go into it, deadly playthings, you see a doll and you're like, okay, doll's going to kill people. And the doll vaguely killed Crooked Hat Guy in the beginning. Yeah. that And, was and that's the... really about it because there's no other killing. There's no other killing. Right. There's somehow... <laughs> Somehow the girl jumped from the wheelchair onto the right. mom. Like possession more than. Yeah. Which I, my favorite line was, and so they do these flashbacks, was <laughs> how did she, you know, I don't know how she jumped on me. And he goes, or something like that. And he goes, uh, you were so close to the chair. Isn't it obvious? And it's like. <laughs> I forgot. She, that was my favorite can't, line. What? I mean, yeah. it's. But then sometimes she's standing. I thought that was the possession part. It was, but it's just like, but I, I still don't, I still have questions though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know she, she was standing and they didn't really see right. that, but I understand what you're saying. But the whole time that was before this therapist came and the whole time I was still thinking, so this is the little girl 
Oh, a year later, <laughs> and now she's standing. So is she really in a wheelchair? Yeah. I don't know. So okay. So that, I guess no, that would have been an interesting take too. We, um, the little girl gets the doll from the first, the the beginning of the movie, and then we cut to say it even says five years later, and it's the girl in the wheelchair, and it's like holy shit. Yeah. This this girl got possessed. She, this doll's controlling everything. Yeah, so I imagine if you didn't see the uh, the little write-ons on the screen, it would have been like, oh, I guess we did a five-year time yeah. jump <laughs> or maybe six-year time jump. Yeah, and... So yeah, and then she's in a wheelchair, which I thought, oh, so we're going to know the story of how she got in a wheelchair. Yeah. That's interesting, but... No, it's that tight, it's... Uh, Titus Beard yeah. um, and his drinking. <laughs> that should have been the, the, <laughs> the subtitle of the movie. What was it in... Um... Alternate title. Uh, oh, once upon a time when Leonardo was mad and he was so mad about drinking his whiskey sours. Remember when he's in the trailer? No more yeah. whiskey sours, but they're just so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about that movie. Not today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get to. I want to get Ange to see it and then maybe mm. Jason and then we'll all talk about it. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, so there will be a once upon a time in Hollywood chat. Not really a review, just a chat because there's a lot of questions mm -hmm. uh questions from the hundred million dollar movie are about the same questions i have for the ten thousand dollar movie so there you go it doesn't matter what your budget is <laughs> exactly. i will always have some sort of question for sure but for deadly playthings i once again i love everything he does because he does it and mm -hmm. i think that's what it is and we talked before about that is he's doing what he wants to do and people are seeing his movies because of the world we live in now the streaming so if not, like, yeah, I would I have bought this on DVD or rented it? Maybe. I don't know. Like, if I was in the video store, but that just seems so weird now to think about because at the time it was always like, you usually rented movies for the little amount of time you had. It's like, all right, yeah. we, we'll rent two. Maybe we can get through them this right. weekend. So you're going to go for the top tier. It's like, oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just came out. I wanted to see that. So the streaming thing is definitely great for directors like Mark that, totally. you know, he's not even trying to no, I want to sell it for $3.99 or something. It's just like, put it up on Amazon Prime, which you have to be a Prime member to see mm -hmm. it. But I think what it is, is I'll always watch everything he does because he's doing it and he puts a passion into it. Yeah, we have questions and everything. Right, but there's a charm to him making these movies every week or how often um, he uh, does them. Um, he, also, he also has like a group of friends or uh, actors that um, are in everything and right. they sort of do these things and it's sort of like you know at its heart you know it's 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 charming to to know that you know even as they grow older they're still doing this right you now um, and i and i think this is um i don't think it's my favorite one but i think it's the most cohesive one in the sense like the beginning middle and end no, even I, if I you would, had questions about the ideas of the time jumps and and stuff like that there there was nothing hanging out there was nothing left over it was the beginning, middle, and end. Yes, there's questions, and obviously you can make you know make more of these movies or whatever. But the idea, then, when you know, it's like he spent ten grand on this movie, and I, I don't know. Like I, I once again, I would love to know where he spends that. Like, like how much does he pay in each actor? Because obviously, everyone's I'm guessing non-union. This isn't a SAG movie, right? Um, because that ten thousand would not pay for anything, right? If it was SAG, is it just he pays everyone a certain amount, food, and then whatever props he might need for that like oh i need a really good doll oh my friend's a woodworker i'll give him you know 500 bucks make me a doll or did he find a doll and just have someone paint it you know it's like oh yeah. this one's kind of good let's uh 
do this. Let's make a, you know, uh, paint some eyes on it. Yeah, I think he probably found it. Um, you know, put some new, like, put a creepy dress on it or something. Yeah, so maybe go online, try to find creepy doll. I'm sure there's plenty of them. You know, <laughs> creepy doll, eBay <laughs> purchase. So uh, the fact that you know it's like this ten grand on, and and I think he said he roughly spent. So it's hard to say. This one is very isolated in the house, so right. he didn't have to. You know, he didn't go too many different places, right. and so maybe it is just it's like mostly just actors, so they'll do it. You know, I mean, it, when you're in your film school days, everyone will work for free or for a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. And all these people probably have different jobs and stuff. So you no, give totally. them, maybe you shoot it over two weekends or it's like maybe four straight days. And it's like, look, I'll give each of you 500 bucks. It's like, great. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know or even like, hey, bud, you want to help me out? You want to be in this this film uh, over the weekend? You know, yeah. he's working, you know, his day job during the week. Yeah. Sure. You know, well... Have catering, uh, yeah. have a couple donuts, three slices of pizza. Sure. Yeah. You know, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, know. over, I mean, he could probably, even on the high end, spend two grand on food for like a five day. Like if he's really yeah. going all out. So it's just not dominoes every day. Right. You know, it's exactly. like, oh, hey, everyone place your order. We're all going to, you know, we're going to go to the sub place, you know, and everyone gets a lunch, you know. Or have like in Pennsylvania, you just like, hey, you know, one of his friends or whatever. Yeah. If I give you a few hundred bucks, would you make uh, a lasagna? Or yeah. Would you do this? With, you know, I'm sure someone's like, sure, I'll do that. And I'm sure he's got some play in his hood, you know, with all yeah, the movies he does. For sure, exactly. So it's like, I think, and obviously he makes some sort of money. You're not going to go in the hole each time making these movies. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not going to go broke making this. Right. Um, I, I think what it is, I uh, my outside questions are getting it to Amazon and then the return. And are you making 15 grand? Yeah. Total. You know, and it's great. That paid for that and I made 5000 Or are you making, let's say, maybe 20 It's like, great. I, I recouped and now I have 10 for my next one. Then, or maybe you're just, you sort of just piece it together and it's like, oh, yeah. the train's rolling in. I you don't know. know. It'd be interesting to know. Only because uh, that's pretty good return, if anything. And, and I know some of these go to DVD because they go to Walmart and stuff like that. So there's some sort of hmm. money there. But. And does he own the rights? There's like a lot of those like little questions. It's like what right. what comes down to it. So get him on the pod. I, I would like to love to get him on the pod. Just chat it up. So that's Deadly Playthings. Mark Planera uh, directed and I believe wrote Titus Himmelberger as the beard. Yes, the beard. I don't, I don't remember his name. I'm just gonna call him the beard. You've gotta gotta watch it for the beard. Uh, Jeff Kirkendall as the unforgettable neighbor. <laughs> uh, I love him. I'll watch anything that guy does. Yeah, and then we'll be doing. A Once Upon a Time pod eventually. Yes. Um, I don't know if that'll be the next one. I got to get everyone to watch it. It's a three-hour commitment. It is a commitment. Uh, Definitely. And it's, you know, it's Tarantino. John and I are going to go back to work. Maybe yeah. uh, uh, do some post stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. post <laughs> stuff is fun. Are you working on any projects? We'll wrap up with that. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you writing? Writing. Yeah, okay. writing is short. So hopefully the next week or so I'll have a draft huh? and um my goal is before i i uh, go back you know full time is to get something in the can get something in the can sort of where it's just like yeah so that's sort of what i'm working on my own deadly play thing yeah you know it's uh it's something you know i'm excited about it's something that will maybe take more than a couple weekends okay. um yeah i have more i have more as as it, as it develops but um yeah, yeah, definitely. I need to uh, get out of the <laughs> post game at some point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's my 
my fallback. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, then Mark Panera will watch your short going, oh, you, you have my questions. <laughs> exactly. You're driving yeah. shit. He's oh, like, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, follow us on the socials because John Rob, because John Robert, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those fun things that I should be way more present on, but I am Instagram, not. Instagram, whatever. Uh, maybe YouTube. We're, we're discussing maybe a secret project, and by secret, it's just... We don't have any information on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll go from there. You've been listening to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Bye.